This is a Media 8 production. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them about the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some of them may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Welcome to the Crazy Ones Podcast. So today's crazy one is the founder of the 2018 Brisbane Small Business Expo, the Logan Small Business Expo, the Gold Coast Business Expo, the Spirited Women Business Events, North Gold Coast Business Networking Group, and the list goes on and on and on. This young lady, Business Expo has generated $40 million in sales leads in the southeast of Queensland over the last five years. She's a mum. She's a really bad cook from what I read. And she's got lots of crazy stuff to talk about. She's a fellow entrepreneur and her name is Paula Brand. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am very well. What's this about your cooking? Uh, look, I actually qualified as a cook in the army. Oh, did you? Mm, I was in the army. I was private brand. Yes. And I was shocking at it then and I'm shocking at it now. <laughs> but you're qualified so though. I am a qualified cook. <laughs> yep. And I've served. Um... How bad are you as a cook? <laughs> well, I used to post it on Facebook and then I just got too embarrassed because <laughs> I can burn pretty much it, even frozen meals I've burnt. So well, it's because I'm busy. I don't have time to look at the oven and, you know, and what, what my daughter. Daughter actually bought me a, a, a cooking timer for Mother's Day this year. I think that says it all, folks. <laughs> and what does your daughter think of your cooking? Uh, look, or she doesn't. She, <laughs> she goes and eats out a lot. Um, no, it, it's something that she just has to put up with. It's not a core skill, people. It's not, and I it always need say to be, though. that's right. Yeah. Stick to your core skills. Exactly. So, speaking of core, you're the busiest woman on the planet. I am busy, but but I look Good busy. busy. I look busy, busy but I, I try not to be in the background. So it's just a lot of a lot of um, smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. That's right. Nice. So mm. what what is the small business expo, and how did that all happen? Well, small business happened. The, the expo has happened because uh, I have twenty five years of industry development experience right across Queensland and Australia with twelve key industry sectors. So I have a seriously huge background in developing particular industries. Okay. Um, and uh, specific Yeah. Industries? So the IT industry, I implemented the first computer games development course in Australia. Uh, I ran the first IT ministerial road shows when no one really even knew what the word IT was, yeah. you know, it was those days. And the way I actually created the IT industry uh, collaboratively in Queensland is I had to get all of the yellow pages and literally manually type them up because we didn't have Google back then. So, um, so that's how we actually combined industries across Queensland in those old days. Back in the olden (laughs) days. That's right. (laughs) It's not that long ago, really. No. So yeah, we did that. And then what you decided, you did that and then you decided to go out on your own and create this for small businesses or? Well, what happened is, uh, so, uh, I had a multi-million dollar business in New Zealand, absolutely loved it. It was actually importing car tires, uh, right across New Zealand and, uh, 
And that was a, a really uh, big success. And unfortunately, my marriage uh, fell apart and I came back to my own country and uh, was looking for opportunities. So at the end of the day, uh, after two redundancies, I think the the message was clear. You've got to go and work for yourself because clearly you can't work for other people anymore. Um, like you're cooking really, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so so I started my own business yep. and uh, and I really was an invisible business. Uh, I was uh, doing a computer home repairs, uh, computer repair job. I was home-based. I was in a new uh, region that I didn't know anybody in. And I used to drive around the back, it's actually in North North Gold Coast, and I was driving around the back lots of North Gold Coast, which at the time was the fastest growing region in Australia. Yeah. And I could see in that in that space, there was 5,000 other home-based businesses in the region wow. because it was developing so fast that the, that the infrastructure wasn't catching up. Yep. And, and to this day, it still won't catch up for another five years. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we only just built, you know, a major road only last year. Yeah, and the shopping centre just the, opened. That's yeah. right. So five years, you know, there's a lot of businesses over that time who have been invisible. So to me, it was like, well, I don't want to be invisible. I have to feed my family. What do we have to do? And that's where the networking started. But unfortunately, over the time, and I did three years of um, full monthly networking events right across the Gold Coast. But what I learned along the way was people um, weren't able to sell what they had because, you know, networking time was 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Now, what can you really do in that time when you're a home-based business, you don't have a shop front, you know, you're not really great at your sales um, technique. So pretty much people were just wasting money as far as I could see. So that's where the expos were born, that um, businesses could show what they do tell what they do and sell um, their products and services. So what are, you, um, what, what, what are your classes of small business? How, how big? Um, well, that term uh, changes, you know, whatever government department you're talking to, <laughs> quite honestly. But um, for me, I guess um, now the, the what it is, it's a great, the expo is a great leveller. So you could have a, a soap making lady yep. who is so committed and passionate about her business next to the Optus stand. Okay. And quite honestly, I don't, I like that because yeah, it, it's sure. a, it's a great leveller. Everyone generally pays the same price to exhibit. Um, and the smallest company has the same opportunity as the biggest company. But what I also learn, uh, learnt is that um, the success of, of, of an exhibitor comes down to mental attitude on the day. So sometimes that soap making lady actually might make more than the large corporate. So I, I've learned a lot over the last four years. So that's how long it's been going. Yep. So you, you're four years in mm-hmm. and, um, We've now moved from just one to how, where are you now? All over the state? Uh, we've got six expos in 2019. And, and where are they? Yep, we've got uh, the Moreton Bay region, um, the Brisbane one. We have a Brisbane West, which encompasses Springfield and Forest Lake, which is a growth corridor. Massive part. Yeah. Yep. We have Logan, uh, which is also a growth area, uh, Toowoomba, and, of course, my favourite, uh, the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast. So how many exhibitors would you get at the Gold Coast? Uh, next year we will have 200 exhibitors wow. and uh, 1,300 business owners. Yeah. Yep. And how many um, people you get through the door? Uh, on average, it's a thousand uh, people in total in yep. the, in the in the business to business marketplace. So do you find that out of all those exhibitors that they then start doing business together as well? Like, is there yeah. is there a really good networking opportunity for 
those businesses to meet other businesses that they're also exhibiting? Absolutely, because they're the ones with the skin in. They're the ones that stepped up and said, well, you know, I'm not just going to come along for free, which you can do, of course. Um, But, you know, they're the ones that are truly saying, I am here, see what I've got. I'm passionate about what I have. Um, And the great thing is, obviously, uh, we train everybody as well. Uh, this what do you year, train them in? What do you mean? Uh, we Before every expo, we train all of the exhibitors. So in this year alone, we tra- trained over 500 exhibitors mm-hmm. um, and we make sure that they have the proper sales skills and, and the mental attitude and the pitch and the right offer. Uh, because if you haven't done expos before, generally they fail. Yep. And in fact, most small business expos, if not all, uh, have failed in Southeast Queensland over the last five years. So. Okay. Um, so we must really um, make sure our, our our business owners have the right skill set. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So when you when you're training them, you're teaching them how to talk to other people. You're telling them how to actually sell their own product, or are you doing it as a group? Uh, as a group. Okay. Uh, so we have workshops. Yep. So we usually run around uh, three workshops before every single expo. Okay. And, and you um, get all the exhibitors coming to those workshops. Absolutely. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's really good. All these people wanting to learn. That's what this is all about. It's all a learning experience, and it's better off doing it in a classroom experience than it is in the real world, where it costs you a lot of money. Uh, well, what we're frustrated about, um, which is why we're so passionate about the expos, is we find and uh, people hiding behind social media and posting and marketing on social media. Yeah. But the the fact is, the stats show that face to face selling it, it, it absolutely um, beats everything. So um, we really can't avoid it. And women in particular um, are becoming less and less confident because of um, pretending to market on social media. So, I like that word, pretending to market, because it, it's so true. It, it is. And, and all small business, it, it happens is what, what's your marketing, et cetera. Yeah, and they all they all hide, as you say, behind social media. But I'm doing my marketing. I've done my I've done my two posts for the day. I've done this. I've done that. I noticed one of the things that you do is the spirited women's business events. What are they? Um, well, again, making sure women uh, and and they're grassroots networking. So we don't hold them in swanky hotels. Uh, the events are held in uh, suburbs okay. where women tend to also, women in business tend to also be in the back office yeah. um, and they're not standing up in front of their business. So I find that a lot that um, that they, oh, I don't go to networking events. Why not? Oh, I just feel uncomfortable or for whatever reason, I've heard many. Um, and the fact of the matter is they have to. They yeah. have to network um, and it's important for their own mental health that they stay connected, that, that they're not staying home in their home-based business, that they are, um, you know, coming forward. Um, and, you know, it's surprising to me how many women in business suffer from social anxiety. Oh, 100%. Um, I, I think, uh, like, there's a lot more co-working spaces and all that sort of stuff coming up now. And I had a conversation last weekend with a friend from Sydney. She runs her own home-based business. And she said she has to go to this co-working space because the only other interaction she physically gets with people. And it was it was affecting her mental health because yep. she, the only, other than a family, from a business day-to-day point of view, it's all done alone. Yep. So to actually then go and bump into people and get ideas and concepts and talk about stuff, that's why they go to these co-working spaces. I think the, these networking events are a great idea if they yeah. go. Absolutely. And that's what Spirited Women is about, just um, having a – it's a <laughs> – 
it's a, it's a, you know, I think um, as an example, we had women International Women's Day last year and, uh, look, we didn't run in a d- debate and we didn't um, talk about the glass ceiling or equality. We had a drag queen talking about Tupperware. Sensational. And, uh, so, and we painted a couple of na- half-naked men. I mean, at the end of the day, it was uh, it was interesting for all. And, oh, and we just happened to be in a massive jewellery warehouse. So, you know, that's the kind of events it is. That, that's how you get more people there, obviously. We're going <laughs> to paint right. men. We're going to have a drag queen talking about Tupperware. And we're going to talk about jewellery. So. Yes. But did you know two days ago it was actually International Men's Day? Didn't actually. I went under the radar. No one spoke <laughs> about it. I want to <laughs> equality. Let's talk about equality. Now let's not do that. So what's next for Paula? Like you've got these events. Is there anything else you're going to add to this very long list? Uh, look, I think uh, we'd love to take the Small Business Expo program across uh, Australia. So in 2020, we'll do Melbourne and Sydney. And again, you know, we talk about the fact that um, a lot of those ex- so-called small business expos have failed as mm-hmm. well in those regions. So I'm not saying we have the golden, you know, touch, but we we certainly have learned a lot and it will be our fifth year next year. Um you know, our goal uh, is that we continue to raise at 1.3 million minimum for every single um, expo for Excellent. sales generated. Yep. So, um, and you know, we hope that that grows and that people. Um, and so, we're basically changing a buying behaviour. You know, we're trying to say to people, don't go to Maya. You come down and support your local businesses, and and so that takes a number of years for us to to be able to do that. So. There's a lot of work and it's not just about buy local and having that. It's about actually demonstrating buy local, yeah. you know, not just a logo that means nothing. Yeah, um, so we really want more councils or well, actually every single council is involved, but we want more reach and we want to keep telling this message. And, you know, this year we're very proud because we had small business on the front page of two newspapers. Love that. We do because you know what it, it, it swaps it from some murder scene to yes. um, being a great positive story for Good small news business. Story about something locally as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So, so with councils and stuff, are you getting support from local government? What about state and federal government? Anything happening there? Uh, look, we've always had. Uh, well, we have built that over time, and you can appreciate the expo is is privately owned. Mm-hmm. So um, we find that the governments of today, not no, not necessarily in the past, because I. <laughs> used to do some great deals back then. <laughs> um, uh, the government of today is is quite, um, you know, serious about risk. Yes. You know, they don't want to be involved in anything that looks risky. Uh, so we have had to prove ourselves for the last four years mm-hmm. and uh, and now we are in a in a great position to, to move this all forward with their confidence. So, you know... Um, uh, that just takes time to be able to prove yourself. And, and I think we've certainly done that. Well, you've definitely done a great job with that. And that's obviously going to help you expand across the country. Um, why have the other ones failed? On oh, many reasons. Um, small business expos are very labour intensive mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, ours are grassroots. Yep. Very much we touch um, humans. You know, to give you an example, um, every expo takes about uh, 2,400 phone calls. Wow. 
Mm. So in every expo we get on average uh, between 600 to around about 900 inquiries Mm -hmm. and, of course, they've got to be rung two to three times because small business owners, mind you, listen to this small business owners, you don't answer your phones. (laughs) It's hard to sell if you don't answer your phone. (laughs) And you inquired about it in the first place, remember, but, yeah, we're shocking at that and that's another area that we really do need to improve on. But. It, it, so you know that's a that's a sales team in itself that we have to manage that, um, and then of course we have all the workshops and because we're the only ones who do that, so it is that's one of the reasons why um, that they do fail. And what yeah. time you keep saying we? Who's we? Well, we do have a team of people. Yep. We have a, a full events team, which uh, has uh, this year have, we've. Um, put on every single expo. We have a sales team. We have two VAs in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have an office. So it is, you know, it's a very large business now. So, um, you know, we have a, we have a reach as we were just talking off, off um, Mike, um, we have a reach of 66,000 businesses across Southeast Queensland. So we are. It's an amazing number. Yeah. When When you sit back and go, 66,000 businesses just in southeast Queensland. Yeah. And they're small businesses. Obviously, there's a lot more businesses, but that's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, we work with 71 sponsors and business groups and uh, charities and media partners. So um, to put all that on, that takes 71 entities. Mm -hmm. And uh, next year we support 30 charities. So um, it is the largest initiative like it. And, uh, you know, we hope very much that it it grows and, and benefits more. Definitely, people. definitely. So what's the craziest, this is obviously the Crazy Ones podcast because we are, as entrepreneurs, we're definitely crazy. There's something in our heads that's just not right because we do this for a living. What's the craziest thing anyone's ever had in an expert? Like what do you stalls? You get all these different people in these businesses. Um, look, the, great, the best thing about the expo is we have only one rule. What's that? Don't come naked. <laughs> that's that's rule. it. So as far as I'm concerned, you can do anything at an expo. I don't care. I give you a table, two chairs, but I don't really care if you <laughs> use them or not. So you, and what we say is you can be as creative as you want. So we've had, uh, we've had magicians, we've had beauty stars, we've had um, boxing, people in their boxing outfits. We've had lawyers walking around with placards. It, it's just nonstop of, of people's creativity. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's the side of it that I absolutely love because it gives, it gives, you know, hundreds of business owners can't blanch to promote their business how they want to. Yeah, I'm not telling them how to do it. No, exactly. And do you see some of these businesses and think, wow, like that, if you did that properly, that would be amazing. And you, that could be a billion dollar idea. And then you'd see others, you think, wow, that's never going to work. Do you give advice or anything like that point of that sort of stuff as well? Um, well, I think the most in uh, the wonderful thing that I see is that um, the ones that do it properly yep. do an expo properly, and there's a number of things or behaviours that make a person engage in a meaningful way to either create a partnership or to create a piece of business. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. So if you do that, and you know, one app company I know. Uh, taught me a really important lesson uh, the first year that we did it. And she's exhibited at everyone, uh, every last 12 of them, except for Toowoomba coming up in two days. And she said to me, Paula, I stayed till four o'clock and I could have gone home an hour earlier, but I met my biggest customer at 4.05. 
And and <laughs> these are listening. Though, and to this day, she every expo she makes money, and wow. because she just she she's you know it's not just one of those things where you go well I've gone the well, I've gone one year yeah you know it it it's like anything of marketing it's it's over and over and over and consistency and stepping up and saying the same spiel and connecting and and the the biggest thing we say to people is okay so there's a thousand people here in this marketplace. But the number one question that we ask people to to ask is, who do you know? Because everyone knows, on average, another 200. Yeah, so, you know, you've got this massive, really, this massive connection that you can get um, from one human being. But we never ask the, the simple question, mm. you know. Everyone's too scared to ask those questions. Well, it just makes people think. It does, definitely. So what's the overall goal? What's the end goal? Is there an exit strategy here? Is there something that we're going to get this to this point and then live happily ever after? How, what's the end goal for, for a small business expert? Uh, look, um, it, it's, it's, it always has to benefit small business. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, until our team stops, um, you know, doing a good job, we'll continue to do it. We have made a five-year commitment to every region. Okay. So to every um, city council and, and major um, chamber of commerce, of which we work with 12, um, we have made that commitment because Excellent. as because as i said buying behaviors take time yep. and so we're in it for the long haul for the benefit of the communities after that i'll be honest i guess i'll be heading for a government a political career okay um because over that time as far as i'm concerned i wouldn't be winning votes i've earned my votes mm, fair call so is this the start of the uh, campaign trial can uh, we announce it here Paula Brown for PM. Paula Brown. Yeah, look, I don't think I'll go that far. Um, I'm not that intelligent. But yes, you are. You just can't cook. <laughs> Thank goodness I'll have someone to do that. Yeah, but I, I certainly do, after working with uh, government for 25 years, I, I do see that um, we do have to give more voice to our businesses. And and as you can, I believe that business is the cornerstone of the community. Yeah. It's not charity, which we sometimes actually promote, yes. but it is actually small business. And 93% of our businesses in this country are small business. And I believe that um, because we're all small, we don't act big. No. And as far as I'm concerned, we do need a stronger voice. hundred percent. We all de- We definitely need a stronger voice. We need the small business party is what we need. We do. Let's start I'm one. In. I'm in. That's a great, 100%. crazy idea. There we go. You heard it here first on the Crazy Ones <laughs> podcast. The small business team party. are going to become the small business party. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's great, and I think to, from a from a political point of view, you could cause some massive disruption at all levels of government to um to actually get because I know you said you're not that smart, but you're really smart. Most small business people are really smart, and they're really good at what they do. They all have an opinion. They all actually speak their mind when whenever they possibly can, and they've had a crack. Mm. And that's that's the biggest thing that I find in all this is that actually they've got off their ass and they've had a crack at at something. Whether they've failed, who cares? Mm. They've actually had a crack at it. And I think that's the type of thing that Australia was originally built on. That's the type of thing we need to go back to. Thanks so much for coming in to see me. Thank I you. really appreciate it. Everyone get out to the Small Business Expo. Uh, when's the next one? Uh, we've got Toowoomba in two days, but uh, if you just go to Small Business Expos, Expos with an S on with the end, yep. .com.au, we'll uh, be announcing 
announcing the 2019 program on the 6th of December. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it and I'll definitely be at the next one. See you at the expo. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit us up on the social at BJ Macker and at The Mark of Hender. Have a great day.